Welcome to Harmonia. I'm Wendy Gillespie, sitting in for Angela Mariani, inviting you to join me for the next hour as today's performers of medieval, renaissance, and baroque music bring to life the music of the distant past. (sighs) The sigh of despair, exasperation, relief, or ecstasy is a vocalization so universal it needs no translation. Sighs abound in music, from swooping melodies to despairing cries, to the many sigh-worthy opera plots of the Baroque era. Let's listen in as composers from across the centuries sigh for us. We'll also sample a new release of old music, Conductus from 13th century France. Oh, my God. 
The English composer John Dowland had plenty of reasons to sigh. Covetous of a position at the English court, Dowland instead found himself holed up in a castle on the Danish coast, cold, wet, and serving a foreign king. Did you hear his exasperation infusing his music? That was a madrigal from 1600, Toss Not My Soul, performed by the Consort of Music. <sighs> it's a rare human being who makes it through the trials of life without a sigh or three. We exhale in relief, in irritation, in pain, and in pleasure. We sigh for love or for loss. And love and loss are music's meat and potatoes. Let's begin with love. The French composer Claudin de Sermizy was one of the lions of early 16th-century French music, outlasting multiple French monarchs and showcasing his talents at many of the important political events of the day. His fourvoix chanson, Allez Suspire, invokes the power of the sigh to kindle love, go, sighs, and inflame her frozen heart. Let's hear the Forbury consort perform an instrumental rendition of Sermizy's invocation. An instrumental rendition of Claudin de Sermizy's Allez Suspire, recorded by the Forbury Consort. Las, Je me plains, another chanson by Sermizy, kicks off with a sigh and goes downhill from there. Alas, I bewail my evil fortune. In this case, the evil is that most musical of misfortunes, unrequited love. We'll hear the consort of music and Antony Rulli performing. Following that, we'll sigh again, as lutenist Paul Beyer offers us an instrumental version intabulated for lute in the 1500s by Francesco da Milano.
settings of a song of regret, Las Jumiplin, by the French composer Claudin de Sermizy. We heard a transcription for Lute by Francesco da Milano, performed by lutenist Paul Beyer. Before that, we heard another version of the same tune, performed by Antony Rulli and the Consort of Music. You can become a fan of Harmonia Early Music on Facebook or follow our updates all week long on Twitter. Just search for Harmonia Early Music. The cry and the sigh are kissing cousins, and many languages boast a word that melds elements of both. Alack and alas are English contributions to this genre, but for sheer musicality, it's hard to compete with the Italian, oi me. With its falling intonation and expansive vowels, oi me has inspired musical sighing from countless Italian composers. Among them was Luca Morenzio, who was known to be especially fond of text painting or translating words into musical shapes. His madrigal for five voices, Oime Dove il mio ben, opens with a falling Oime and sighs onward from there. Oime, foolish blind world, Oime, cruel fate that has made me minister of my own death. Let's listen to Morenzio's Oime Dove Il Mio Ben, a madrigal for five voices, recorded by La Compagnia del Madrigale.
a madrigal by the Italian composer Luca Marenzio, Oime dove il mio ben, performed by the Compagnia del Madrigale. Oime sounds particularly sumptuous, rolling off of five tongues, as we've just heard, but it only takes one voice to bewail fate, as Claudio Monteverdi demonstrated in his solo madrigal, Oime Chio Caldo. Using minimal forces, Monteverdi conveys love's desperation by overlapping a relentlessly marching bass line with an oddly manic vocal line and blurting violins. Alas for me, I tumble down, alas for me, my foot slips again just as it did before. We'll hear the ensemble Ton Vic bring Monteverdi's unsettled text to life. After that, we'll hear the same tune and text, pitched forward several centuries, in an arrangement by the jazz singer Roberta Mamelli.
That was the ensemble Tone Vic performing Oime Kiokado, the solo madrigal by Claudio Monteverdi. It was followed by a jazz rendition of the same piece by the singer Roberto Mamelli. One more Oime! This time a cry of pleasure. Like cries and sighs, pleasure and pain are often linked, and a well-paced oime, as composers understood, could take on multiple meanings. In oime se tanto amate, Claudio Monteverdi embraces the sigh's double-edged sword. My lady, if you so delight to hear a breathed ah me, why then so swiftly doomed to endless night a wretch that breathes ah me? For if I die, brief will your pleasure be to hear one weak and anguished last, ah, me. But if you grant me grace, my lady bright, then you shall hear my ecstasy ten thousand times breathe out a soft, ah, me. Let's hear Monteverdi's 1603 madrigal, Oime se tanto amate.
Oime, se tanto amate, a madrigal by the Italian great Claudio Monteverdi. You're listening to Harmonia, a program of early music that comes to you from the studios of WFIU at Indiana University. Partial support for Harmonia comes from Penco, Incorporated of Bedford, Indiana. Partial support also comes from Early Music America, fostering the performance, scholarship, and community of early music on the web at earlymusicamerica.org. I'm Wendy Gillespie. We're not waiting to exhale this week on Harmonia as we explore that most evocative of exhalations, the sigh. What would yearning be without sighing? In Miguel de Cervantes' epic novel, the self-appointed knight Don Quixote pined uselessly for Dulcinea, a princess only in his imagination. In Georg Philip Telemann's setting of Quixote's adventures, he gave those lovesick sighs to the violins, whose heaving melody captures Quixote's longing. Jean Lamont directs Tafelmusik in a performance of Telemann's orchestral suite based on Quixote's travels. We'll hear the sighing movement, ses soupirs amoureux après la princesse Dulcinée. Thank you. 
Tuffle Music's rendition of a movement from Telemann's Burlesque de Don Quixote, in which you can hear Quixote's longing sighs for the woman of his dreams. Opera would seem to be a natural home of sighing, and indeed it's a struggle to name a Baroque opera that does not feature a sigh-worthy plot. Still, some operas beget more sighs than others, and John Blow's Venus and Adonis is right at the top of the list. Let's hear Adonis' uncalled-for sighs, in which Venus, lovelorn, sings and sighs for the return of her lover. It comes from Act Three of John Blow's Venus and Adonis. We'll hear it performed by Rosemary Joshua and the Orchestra of the Age of Enlightenment. Death's afraid his heart lies. 
Adonis' uncalled-for sighs from the English composer John Blow's opera Venus and Adonis. We heard Rosemary Joshua and the Orchestra of the Age of Enlightenment. Several of Johann Sebastian Bach's cantatas deal with grief and loss, and according to some scholars, Bach signifies that grief by using very specific musical figures. These include chromaticism, dissonant leaps, Downward motion and, yes, sighing. Bach's cantata, Schauet doch und seet, BWV 46, is a narrative of pain. Behold and see if there be any sorrow like my sorrow. The opening chorus features a pair of wailing recorders bemoaning the fall of Jerusalem. Let's hear Bach Collegium Japan's rendition of the opening chorus of Bach's Schauet doch und seet. BWV 46.
Collegium Japan's rendition of the opening chorus of Bach's Schau it doch und seh it, BWV 46. You can find hundreds of archived episodes, playlists, and podcasts online at harmoniaearlymusic.org. Poetry is often worth a sigh or two, and a release on the Hyperion label brings the size of 13th century France to life. The Conductus is a medieval genre in which words and music were freely composed rather than being based on existing chant. In this release, tenors Rogers Covey Crump, Christopher O'Gorman, and John Potter offer rich renditions of this ancient form. We'll hear Vite Perdite from their 2016 recording of Conductus. Direct. 
kommt die Schärfend. Vielen Konferrorapide ist sie erwischt. Schiehoch diese Wasserlicht. Mensch korrütabide. Die kam konfrasselicht. Makulanzelentine. Preter meriton esinom denero, si advomitom ken esireniero, nec averbo aspero, libero me pesi, servisi serviero, Diziorum pesi. Fie veteris imbito vestigia, ire peneris refuto pervevia, piangante regia, Sed Italia, semper est in vita. Pellisolium, simbolis astitia, confertilium, semnolis prudentia, nil conferessentia, Isabitens bodis, ni fugando vigiam, daliam samsonis. Ergo veniam, veni miseria, itin veniam, veni clemencia, Vite perdite, an anonymous conductus from 13th century France, from the recording Conductus, Volume 3, a 2016 release from the Hyperion label, featuring tenors Rogers Covey Crump, Christopher O'Gorman, and John Potter. Learn more about recent early music releases on the Harmonia Early Music podcast. You can subscribe on iTunes or at harmoniaearlymusic.org. Harmonia is a production of WFIU and part of the educational mission of Indiana University. Additional resources come from the William and Gail Cook Music Library at the Indiana University Jacobs School of Music. We welcome your thoughts about any part of this program or about early music in general. You can leave a comment or question anytime by visiting harmoniaearlymusic.org and clicking on Contact. The writer for this edition of Harmonia is Ann Timberlake.
Thanks to our studio engineer, Michael Paskash, and our staff, Janelle Davis and Luann Johnson. Additional technical support comes from KTTZ at Texas Tech University in Lubbock, Texas. Our producer is Elizabeth Clark. Our executive producer is John Bailey, and I'm Wendy Gillespie, sitting in for Angela Mariani, inviting you to join us again for the next edition of Harmonia.